Hello everyone, welcome to Take the Black Live. I am Dan Selke, the editor of winteriscoming.net, and I'm here with Mia Johnson, editor at fansetter.com. We're here to talk to you about all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Star Wars, Comic-Con, what we do in the shadows now, books, television, movies, anything pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy related. We are coming to you from our homes because we for i'm gonna go ahead and say the third month i mean like the 13th week we are not at an office not in a studio because the coronavirus is out there tearing through society mia how are you doing well that's one way to put it you're gonna strike some fear into me it's tearing through society no no no. i'm doing good for what it's worth just another day rolling on being myself how about you (laughs) i'm doing pretty good yeah i mean i've gotten used to it Although, I think our first topic today, and thanks to everybody who's watching, feel free to comment and weigh in. We'd love to hear your thoughts, opinions, hot takes, cold takes, whatever you got. Um, Our first topic today is, you know, the coronavirus has been turning to society. It's upended a lot of major events that are supposed to be planned, including Mm -hmm. usually around this time, we would be getting psyched up about uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is the biggest pop culture event of the year pretty much right like that and i would say yeah it's like right it's in the top five definitely but this year obviously um can't hold it in person can't go to san diego can't pack a thousand people into one auditorium and have them all go to panels (laughs) and get sick and be super carriers or whatever so what are they doing instead well Comic-Con has found an alternative, and they're going to do Comic-Con at home. You guys just saw the logo. I think that just went up right there. So, I mean, basically, they're doing pretty much what everyone else has been doing, even us. And they're like, well, if you can't (laughs) attend Comic-Con, we'll just do some stuff at home where you can watch virtually and online. And for um, free, right? And for free, yeah, I was going to say, that's the good thing is that everybody can watch. You don't need, like, a pass or, like, if you didn't get a pass to Comic-Con, you know, um, for this year, it's all free and open to everybody and streaming, like, on YouTube. So it's very, it really uh, accessible to everyone. Um, so it'll be happening Wednesday, July 22nd through July the 26th, which is a Sunday. And it's basically like the whole Comic-Con schedule uh, that they had in mind. Anyway. Now, let's see some highlights. And they've got, I would say they've got a considerable good lineup here. So Star Trek, um, mm-hmm. where they'll, you know, get the shows together, talk about stuff like Picard and all the other 20,000 spinoffs that they have. Yeah, I think that, that one's like all the shows are together. It's so like Picard, yeah. the Lower Decks, Discovery, um, Strange New Worlds, we're all going to have a giant Star Trek blowout, which is nice. Yeah. I imagine cool. like all the actors would just be like, in their homes, just like doing what we're doing now, just like Skyping in or zooming in and just, you can watch them talk. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really say, I don't think, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me to like have them in a studio and do oh, it like no. remotely. I think it, it'll literally just be like this. Um, is dark materials, which is coming up on season two, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon primes, the boys, the walking dead. They've got like panels for three shows. <laughs> oh yeah. Separate yeah. panels for the like, walking wow. dead, fear the walking dead and the walking dead. Uh, what's the third one called? Beyond something. I forget. Yeah. One yeah. of the kids. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. And then like, even on top of that HBO's Lovecraft country and agents of shield. So they got a lot of stuff. Uh, world beyond. For you, world beyond, world so. beyond for you. They've got what we do in the shadows, Bob's yes. Simpson, Archer. 
and individual panels with uh, Charlie Stair, Nathan Fillion, and Josh Whedon. Do I don't have, know why. I mean, I, I know why. Like he, he <laughs> he's a big name in, in this yeah. stuff. So what we just said yeah. they have there is an individual panel for Buffy the Vampire Slayer creator and Avengers director Joss Whedon. I mean, I imagine they planned this before his Justice League um, yeah. uh, colleagues uh, kind of accused him of unprofessional behavior. I mean, I'm a little surprised. I mean, honest to God, though, we still have no details. Is this going to be an opportunity to get the details? People just ask questions unrelated to it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, really, I think they're gonna. Oh, we're we gonna say. Um, nothing. Go on. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I think they're gonna dance over it for Joss Whedon and maybe just keep it light. But you never know. They might ask something tough. Uh, so yeah, I was I was wondering out of all of those, which one or maybe something I didn't mention were you most excited about? Okay, I literally I'm not kidding. The one I'm most excited about is what we do in the shadows because I just <laughs> binged that show on Hulu, the FX drama vampire comedy half hour. Comedy in the shadows, such a good show, so funny, so inventive, so fresh. So I, I love it a lot. I am now fully want to see a third season. I am fully excited to see what they have to say. The biggest one they did say that for the Walking Dead when they are going to reveal like the air date for the season 10 finale, which we're still waiting on because that show aired like all its episodes, but not the finale because it couldn't like edit it in time before the coronavirus tore apart their studio or whatever. But you know, sooner later is better than never. And they're going to reveal that. Um, Beyond that. I mean, I'm sure the star Trek one is important. I mean, Do you love Comic-Cons, Mia? Because I feel like you've talked about going to these events and like... Yeah. 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 I think for me, um, it really is... I think my body just like knew, because this would have been my third year in a row, and I was like, I really... Like, why why aren't I getting ready to go to uh, California right now? It was so so (laughs) sad for me. And um, yeah, there's something about just like having to... Getting to be there in person, getting just... to be in the, it's like you can feel the energy in the room it's like electric yeah, it's cool, like cool. see the stars come out um and there was some like you know big moments that happen on stage that you can't miss you know that you can't really get virtually kind of like the marvel uh i don't know if you remember last year with like taika waititi and you know he's like announcing jane foster is coming back and she's gonna be thor and they've got like that big picture of her holding the it's hammer it's like you can't do that, you know, with little Zoom chats and you're, you know, in video squares. Um, something else that happened, like Game of Thrones, when they had the coffee cup gate <laughs> and everybody came out with coffee cups, uh, you know, to just just to poke fun at that. And I was in that room and that was so funny to be like, oh, my gosh, it, it, you know, everyone is there and you're feeling starstruck. Um, and so I feel like it loses some of the magic when you're not there and you, you, it, it, it's just a whole nother vibe, I think. And I don't know. I'll, I'll figure out. <laughs> it should be, you know, fun still. I can feel that. I mean, as someone who I've never been, I've already just like seen it from afar. I, I it is kind of like a, you had to be there sort of thing. Cause mm-hmm. like to me, I, I like, I hear what happened. I'm like, I don't know if, being there would have really helped me personally. But then again, then I've gone to Con of Thrones where I've like been on panels and I've always had a lot of fun doing that. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that there is something you lose when it's not there with an audience and you're talking to people. It, it, it is a good time. Yeah. Um, do you think this kind of a downgrading of comic con is indicative of a downgrading of the event permanently? I mean, like what if this happens and people are like, well, it still went off and the mm-hmm. world's still here. Do we really need to spend all this money every year? Cause Folk are talking about that, like with E3, for example. Mm. Like that show um, has is, is the big video game conference every year, and it's been kind of yeah. getting it's been kind of getting smaller. And there are big companies that are just not coming to it anymore because they're like, why don't we just do our own thing? And now yeah. we have like DC doing the DC Fan Dome in August. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, we'll just do yeah. our own thing. Yeah, Marvel is, is the, like Marvel Studios. They're like. We're not, yeah, we're not going to be part of this. Uh, but I still think that there's something to take home from like just that feeling of being there. And, um, you know, this has been going on, this would have been like the 51st Comic Con. So they've been going on for like half a century. That's impressive. And I, I think that before it even became like, what does Netflix, Marvel, Hulu, Fox want to show off or showcase and all that stuff, it was really about you know, comic book nerds coming together, getting to do Star Trek cosplay, getting to do, I don't know, Star Wars and all those, you know, really nerdy fandoms. So that is, you know, one of the the selling points of going to Comic-Con. When you walk like their downtown area, you see people with like, you know, their Spider-Man or their Stormtrooper or all all those sorts of things. I really, I don't think that you can beat having like the Comic-Con. There's just... You have to go to see it. There's just so much going on. There's people everywhere. You know, might might make you a little scared nowadays. You know, you don't want to like catch oh, a virus. Yeah, it definitely would. About the swarm of people that I was around last year <laughs> like gives me anxiety now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't think that it'll like this will be a permanent model. I think that they're really going to try to keep it in San Diego, keep it in the convention center, and all, all right. that. I, I gotta say, you are kind of selling me. Uh, on the idea oh of, gosh, uh, yeah. of the event of it and the together <laughs> the people, people. Obviously not going to happen now. At the end of the day, that kind of thing just isn't possible, save a vaccine. So this is the world we're in. Um, but I'm glad you're optimistic. What oh, do you yeah. guys think about Comic-Con or the lack thereof? Comment. Y'all being so quiet. Come on, get in there. <laughs> I don't know what you think. Let me know. And then I will respond. Um, any other thoughts on Comic-Con, the lack of Comic-Con, Super Comic-Con events in general? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, what are you um, looking forward to? What am I looking for? Oh, yeah. I'm looking actually forward to uh, Marvel does have one TV show that they're going to, well, next to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Hellsh- Hellstrom, um, it, which is about the son of Satan. Now, they released hey. some first look pictures. Um, it's an old comic book. And I was like, the pictures are kind of boring. These are just like two people talking, two people holding umbrellas. I was like, I need this to be a comic book, you know, show Marvel. <laughs> so hopefully maybe they'll release a trailer uh, next weekend and we'll I'm get sure to see will. it look a little more exciting. But this is kind of like the last leg of Marvel, like the Marvel television legacy before everything is just pushed to Disney Plus. So yeah, I'm, one last shot. I'm kind of shocked that it even exists. There's like sort of the on Disney Plus. But then again, yeah. Hulu is, we should remind people of this, Hulu is just Disney. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like it's a win for the little guy or anything. <laughs> like, it's still Disney. It's the exact same thing. I mean, there we go. Terry says, Dragon Con is canceled here in Atlanta. 
Um, yeah, that's not, not shocked. It mm. um, sounds like everything is getting canceled everywhere. Um, I'm sure there will still be announcements. Like, yeah, you can still put a trailer together remotely. Yeah, easy enough. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get some stuff. Um, speaking of, is Disney not there at all? Really? Uh, Disney has some weird stuff. They've got like Phineas and Ferb movies coming out. Um, right. There's another like Marvel live action show not like live action like non-fiction show and then something from national geographic so it's like eh. okay yeah <laughs> yeah not, not they're not putting like their falcon and the winter soldier wandavision no, stuff no. and they've got uh d23 which comes out every so often to their own convention so they're like we're good star wars has their own convention they're like we're good <laughs> exactly so many conventions so much money to be made in that Speaking of Star Wars, one of the big news items this week, other than the ninth birthday of the popular fiction book, A Dance with Dragons, which turned nine, by the way, this week, the last book in the Song of Ice and Fire series, almost 10 years old, and still has no little sibling to to warm it, maybe very soon. That would be funny, an announcement like that. I just wanted to honor that. Here's my incredibly beaten, weather-worn... Uh, pulverized copy. Good lord, it really is disgusting. I should get a harder cover for something or other. Um, one of the other big announcements this week was that Disney is making another new Star Wars program, Bad Batch, about the... about like several... I haven't seen the show. It's like a spin-off <laughs> of the Clone Wars. It's yep. a bunch of uh, clone soldiers who are kind of independent from the hive mind and will follow their adventures after the clone wars. I wanted to bring this up mainly not because I'm well, okay, let me start with this. Are you into this Mia? Cause you have seen clone wars more than I have. Probably barely as much as you have. I, I think I get the most knowledge of clone wars based on other people's stories that I read about the clone Wars, So I know what's going on, but I haven't really like sat down to soak, uh, soak it up myself. But I think a lot of people were pretty excited for this nonetheless, because it is kind of like a continuation of the animated line as far as, um, you know, Star Wars goes, because the Clone Wars was on for such a long time. And it was like, how do we do? (laughs) So, yeah, that's an interesting uh, uh, group of characters to pick, I'll say. Um, And it's interesting, though, that they weren't going to give us. I don't. hmm, Do I know what happens to? Ahsoka after the Clone Wars. I do. A little bit. I've edited articles about it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay. But yeah, I was like, hmm, it's interesting that, you know, instead of focusing on her, I think it still maybe shows that they want to keep her for live action versus animation. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, just because she's not going to feature in a Clone Wars spinoff show doesn't mean they're not going to have a show about her. Oh, yeah. They're going to have shows, which is my real point, about everything. So I want to talk about this because we've talked before about how Disney is kind of having this new Star Wars TV strategy. And the Mm -hmm. strategy seems to be completely bury people in new Star Wars content. I mean, if if this Bad Batch spinoff animated show was like an isolated thing, I'd be like, oh, cool. They're really going to pour their energy into it. I'm sure they will. But this is the latest in a long line of Star Wars shows they have announced, starting with The Mandalorian, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We're getting a Cassie and Andor show, a Rogue One prequel. We're getting a show about Obi-Juan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor. Now we're getting this Bad Batch animated show, and we are also probably getting, these are more rumors, but they're basically true, a show about Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson. And maybe one about a character named Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is a Star Wars person I'm not very familiar with. So again, they are giving us a network of um, Star Wars programs, not just like a show here or there. Like they're going hard. Yeah. They're basically building a Star Wars empire. What do you think of that, Mia? I think again, I'm I'm pro all the Star Wars TV. Ideally, I would like to say, okay, if, we're, if you are going to go all in on the TV route, let's make sure that we actually do step away from the movies. Because I don't know if there's still anything in the pipeline as far as movies. Um, Michael Ortiz thing. Oh, well, there we go. We <laughs> yeah, have so no whatever idea. He's, Whatever he's doing then, and and that's still kind of like, who knows how far down, all of these really are who knows how far down the line, maybe except another Bad Batch is supposed to come out next year. Um, I think Cassie and Andor is like kind of along the way, so yeah, I you, you, you would think this is kind of like a Star Wars person's dream. They're like, oh, yeah. I get all these things, yeah, to to explore, you know, characters that don't get as much time, to explore places that don't get as much time, um, whatever has just been like brewing in the mind of George Lucas or whatever's carried over. There's okay. Oh, George Lucas is long <laughs> severed from this franchise. I know. I know. He, 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 he probably wrote, you know, some notes on a post-it and they tossed it in the trash can. He, he sold it for a billion dollars and then was like, I can't believe what they did to my franchise. Yeah. Like take yeah. your billion dollars, buy a private Island and just hang out. Wasn't that in the, uh, the Bob Iger book where, I think they were talking about like discussing some of George Lucas's ideas for the, you know, the Disney canon. And they're basically like, no, we're just going to slam dunk this in the trash. <laughs> yeah, pretty Even- much. But I'm sorry, after you get paid a billion dollars for your ideas, I don't think you have really, you're not really entitled to have input. Yeah. Yeah. I, that it's sad to say, but. I mean, yeah, that's the game. Uh, I'll, I'll mention briefly, uh, my brother showed me this video where these they're like two movie critics. And in one of their videos, they were looking at, um, it was talking about Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say bless you, even though that wasn't on, <laughs> on the mic. The sound was off. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was a silent movie. I appreciate but, it. But um, in this video, they were reading either George Lucas's notes or whoever's notes about Anna, Anakin Skywalker in his Darth Vader outfit and just how bothersome it was. He had names for every single part on Darth Vader's suit, like a, a, a T9 switch or a F7 box, um, down to the detail of like every time Anakin Skywalker moved, the suit bothered him terribly, or he couldn't move his feet, or he couldn't sleep. It's like, George Lucas, you need to calm down. <laughs> I mean, we're getting off topic, but like... <laughs> That's the kind of detail where I'm like, d- d- does that matter? Does that come across at all in the end? I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 another time. What were we talking yeah. about? Well, we were talking about all those grand Star Wars shows. Basically, there's a lot of ideas. I know people always have more and more to say about Star Wars. So I am still 
all for it until it seems to crash and burn for some reason. I mean, I mean, I I don't think that it'll crash and burn. It seems to me that like a lot of franchises, it's kind of like has this aim of becoming incestuous with itself. Mm. As in like, we heard that rumor a while back where they want to have like, um, you know, like the Mandalorian run parallel to the Ahsoka show run parallel Mm -hmm. to the Grand Admiral Thrawn show. And this one kind of fits right in there. So they want, the rumor is, and I can, I can buy it, that they want like a series of shows that you all, you have to kind of watch all of them to get the full picture in an attempt to monopolize your time as much as possible. So like, I'm fine with like a show, like make a show I can watch or not Mm -hmm. watch it, but it's this kind it's this shared universe. They're all part of a giant puzzle thing that kind of has me a little bothered because there's only so much of that you can really have. And they are not the only ones doing it. Obviously Marvel's the one who kind of really kicked off this journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering like how those shows will link up, you know, like uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, if they are going to be, um, I'm going to say that we're, again, incestuous in that way. We'll see. And we just heard uh, last week that HBO Max is not, um, you know, is not sitting idle during this. They're making a show, an unnamed show set in Gotham City about the battle. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's going to kind of um, take off the upcoming movie they have with Robert Pattinson as the Batman called the Batman. And they didn't say, like, what it was about. I think they said, like, it was the myriad of compelling and complex characters in Gotham, which could mean anything. Um, but the point yeah. is, they they want to make a show that is set in the world, set up by this movie they are making. And from there, it's a quick jump to, oh, why don't we follow a character from the show and do a thing? And what their adventures. It's all connected, which... Again, like it's something that Marvel has managed to pull off and not have it be completely exhausted. I don't think there's a, there's like room in the world for too much of that. Yeah, this to me is an interesting case because, first of all, you know, thinking about the Matt Reeves Batman, they're like, oh, this is going to be completely separate from the DCEU. So it is sort of kind of different from the MCU because they're like, okay, we've got our one movie universe and you got to watch the movies and you got to watch the TV shows to make sense of it. But Warner Brothers is like, well, do you mind if we throw you another Gotham City? (laughs) I was like, if I have to keep up with one more Gotham City, there's, you know, the Matt Reeves, you got whatever's going on in the DCEU canon. Um, Gotham just finished the show about Detective Gordon. Um, You've got the Batwoman Gotham City and I guess all the other Gotham cities have been going on. So they're they're really, oh, and whatever the Joker, you know, timeline was taking place in. So they, I feel like they're really maybe it's not asking you to do a lot or to kind of suspend your belief and be like, we have all these stories, you know, going on, but you're just going to have to make sure that you're keeping up with which is which. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, like if you end up watching this show, which I think it's supposed to be about like the Gotham police department and yeah, it, it wasn't super duper clear. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like, okay, you know, fingers crossed then that Matt Reeves creates an interesting enough world for it to oh, support yeah. 
all the characters and you know in that environment <laughs> they're like bank on right i mean what if the matt reese batman is a terrible movie <laughs> and yeah. they're like well the spinoff show will be better i mean we, yeah. we haven't seen it yet apparently they're shooting again but they're going to be in like all enclosed sets they're yeah. gonna like swear off outdoor shooting yeah. because of tearing up society coronavirus thank you very much all that stuff um so yeah i mean obviously it, it, it just i i see it mia i see the looking glass and i see these companies <laughs> they don't just want to entertain us they want to monopolize our time and be the only people who can entertain us and you know what that translates to us buying the merch us getting the subscriptions us getting them on dvd getting the steelbook editions on dvd it all comes back to that. That's my conspiracy theory. That's what I think they're going to do. Um, so I just want to draw attention to that. It's the Baby Yoda model. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they earned that one. And we'll see how it how it flies out. Any other thoughts you have on this? New Star Wars shows, new Batman shows. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. Again, what a lot. A Dance of Dragons anniversary. Read this, Mia. Have a good time. <laughs> Oh man, no, 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 no! I think I've my brain is scrambling up trying to keep up with everything going on yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> keep your ear to the pulse. What's going down? Um, are you watching or reading anything at the moment, Mia? And people in the comments, all you commenters, comment. I want to engage with you. Talk to me. Um, what are you watching out there? Or you know what? You entertain yourself. Yeah, so I had to backpedal for Umbrella Academy. Usually I'm good at remembering things. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so I had this weird thing, backstory, where I had to like swap Netflix profiles and like that. And ended up, I, I thought I recorded every single show that I had watched. And I was like, okay, I know I left off here, here, and here. I did not record Umbrella Academy. So I did not know what episode I left off on um, like a, a year ago. So I was like... I'm just going to start from the beginning. <laughs> so it is a, it's a fun ride. Um, I'm, I'm back in the saddle and I'm excited for um, the next season. And I did watch the, uh, the season two trailer. So it was like kind of spoilery. I was like, well, I figured they were going to, you know, do what they had to do to save the world. Then it's like, Oh, but now they aren't saving, you know, they have to re-save the world from what they were going to do. Um, save the world so it, another a, a second yeah apocalypse. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know i'll just take what i know about what's going on now and what i know what's happening and just you know be surprised somewhere in the middle because it is you know like everything is a surprise i love the characters i forgot how fun they are they're fun yeah um, and so yeah that's what that's what i'm watching i have to i was gonna watch um palm springs with andy samberg but i'm gonna yeah. save that for this week and that looks pretty fun i'm a that's huge smart. andy samberg friend fan fan I wish I was his friend. <laughs> I hope uh, that Mary J. Blige shows back up and does more Rod Stewart covers. You remember when she does like a Stay With Me cover in that show? Really, really weird. Really fun. As uh, Ronald says, he makes fun of my Obi-Juan Kenobi pronunciation. I'm just um, inserting an H where there is none for, for fun. Mixing it up. Fun pronunciation. Um, good. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, well, you. What's that? Uh, I was going to ask what going on in your area what are you watching okay. i want to do okay i've been watching the perry mason show on hbo just because i guess what i'm doing this summer is watching 1930s uh crime dramas set in la right after penny drops city of angels and i gotta say it's starting to get pretty good um i won't spoil it but this last episode 
ended with John Lithgow's character, the lawyer E.B. Um, his fate is hanging in the balance, and I realize I genuinely want to know what happens, which is a great sign. It means I'm in. It means I am involved with these people. Um, again, it's, it is sort of HBO paint by numbers. Like, you know it's going to be polished. You know the performances are going to be good. And they are. The performances are all good. Um, you know that's on HBO, and it's been worked on. The, the mystery is probably going to be tight. You know, they're, they're, it's going to be yeah. at least three watchable. And so far, it's working for me. I like the sets. I like the mood. I like the actors, how the performances. Um, the plot has me wondering, who did it, Mia? There's a murder. Who did it? I need to know. And Ooh. is John Lithgow going to get out of this predicament? Again, it it basically ended, and we don't know if he, without yeah. saying as little as possible, is going to live or die, which um, we'll see next Sunday. If anybody else is watching Perry Mason, feel free to let me know and commiserate with me. EB. Also, I want to talk really briefly. I um, I don't... I mean, I like to read, of course, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's, it's hard to find time sometimes, you know? But we wrote an article a while back about, like, great fantasy books by black authors, and mm-hmm. the author of this book retweeted us. So I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm going I'm to get your book. So I got it. It's called... And then we're trying to get, like, an interview... Um, set up with him. Awesome. It's called The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. And Mia, this book is really good. Like I've read my fair share of, you know, high fantasy books where it's, and you go on an epic quest to stop the dark Lord and there's dragons and such, you know, Lord of the Rings, Song of Ice and Fire, um, the wheel of time I'm listening to now, Julie, <laughs> um, I'm still doing that. So it's still going pretty well. I'm on the third book. But this was a, uh, it's, it's a very easy read. It moves faster than I have ever seen oh. a fantasy book before, which is great. Sometimes they're kind of like get lost in the weeds. And it's very different. Like this, The Rage of Dragons, Evan Winter takes place. Usually fantasy books kind of take place in a world inspired by medieval England, basically. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's just the default, like, Thank you, J.R.R. Tolkien. Like, it's not really his fault, but, like, he did... Everybody yeah. else doesn't do. There's swords, there's knights, there's armor, there's castles. It's just kind of the way it is. This guy is from South Africa, and he kind of sets it in, like, inspired by ancient African history. Mm. So the setting is... And it's, just, it's really, really refreshing. Like, I, yeah. I didn't realize how sort of bored I'd been getting with knights and castles until someone came along and like, oh, what's something else? So the setting is great. The plotting is really, really quick. And um, yeah, I'm like two thirds through it, really enjoying it. And Ronald, let me link you to that list. Yeah, send a link. Now, if you're interested, blah, 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 blah. Nah, nah, nah. How about you? What was the last thing that you read? Ooh, what was the last thing that I read? Nothing. I haven't read any fiction stories lately i had been like juggling like two or three different ones there was one um about a uh a female television writer um named nell scoville and i was kind of because i was like um taking my comedy classes so it was kind of like interesting to read about you know her experience kind of being like a comedy writer that's pretty cool. um and then the Ash, ashley Eckstein also had a book um <laughs> it's kind of like 
middle schooly <laughs> the way it looks because it, it's like oh you know it's like a planner to help you plan your dreams and all your goals and stuff but it was still i still like reading about you know other people's stories finding how they found their success and all that stuff so i have oh, not sure. read any fiction in quite a while um but that one actually sounds it sounds actually like a book that um i think like last year or something michael b jordan signed on to do a like yes. fantasy project based in like um uh, it was like either african lore or kind of based on that that same idea so i'm like wow finally you know like a big change in fantasy that sounds really exciting <laughs> there is like a movement of black authors in, in fantasy who, who are doing more of that like hbo is producing with georgia r martin actually a show called uh, who fears death which is based on mm. I forget the name of the author, but a black author who, again, has kind of an African-inspired fantasy thing. So it, it's definitely like a movement. I mean, frankly, like with uh, blank, like with Black Panther 2 kind of making Afrofuturism en vogue a bit more, yeah. there definitely seems to be a bit of a rising type, which is great. Because, I mean, fantasy could use sometimes like um, an infusion of, yeah. you know, just a kick in the pants every once in a while. And this is, this is yeah. doing it nicely. So, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And again... I mean, I love to read, but it's just, it's hard to find the time. So when I can find something that you can just kind of sit down, burn some yeah. stuff and go back to it, great. Any other thoughts, Mia? Any of you out there, what are you watching? Ronald says that Concrete Comics is black owned with serious 90s X-Men heyday mm -hmm. feels. Concrete Comics. Cool. Didn't know that. Ah, good Concrete I I, I do enjoy <laughs> the old X-Men stories. Oh, we yeah. can discuss how they're going to go out in the MCU. I'm sure they're going to. But well, maybe, maybe that'll be next time. Um, by the way, if you want to get even more of us, even more articles, even more videos with super special, awesome prizes that are themed around fantasy, sci-fi, we've given away. I gave away Game of Thrones Monopoly last month for our prize. <laughs> Feel free to look at the Wit Club if you so desire. I'll leave a link down there. Mia, any other thoughts about anything at all in particular before we sign off? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we are uh, available on podcast form. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, I can go play, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk more fantasy, sci-fi, books, movies, TV, coronavirus, events. And uh, we will see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. -bye,